Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. We are at the Precious Metal Summit in Zurich, in Switzerland. And we're not talking about gold, we're talking about copper. I'm pleased to be joined by Thomas Ulrich, CEO of Aston Bay Holdings. Good afternoon, Thomas. Welcome, to, thank you for joining us again. Um, we're at a precious metals event and you've got a copper exploration project. Um, you know, some would say, myself included, copper's the new gold because of its, uh, its, its outlook. Um, what's been your experience so far with the meetings you've had with uh, investors here? Well, what's investor sentiment to copper exploration? We also have a gold project uh, down in Virginia as well. But I found in general over the last six months or so, the gold has been a bit of a harder story. Uh, now it's easy, easy story to tell. It's a great story, but uh, it's it's a harder. Uh, investors are, are, are not as um, not as excited about the gold price. Uh, certainly for, for my company, the copper. Uh, the copper is, is really what they want to hear about, and they would prefer it if I had a lithium or rare earth or cobalt. Uh, now they love energy stories. Are really the ones that seem to resonate with the investors uh, right now. Now, I've been following the copper copper for more than 20 years, and, and for me, you know, copper is the most critical metal of all. Um, you know, lithium's great, cobalt's great, even nickel's great, but um, without copper, aluminium, um, the energy transition cannot happen. Are investors aware of this, or to what extent are investors aware of this? I think... Uh, I think certain people are aware of it. You need to remind them that you know, there really is no substitute for copper. Uh, there's nothing that can that, uh, that we can see on the horizon that, that can do what copper uh, can do and what we need a metal to do. So there, there really is nothing like it uh, out there. Um, you know, uh, it's just the, uh, the public's uh, investors. Uh, what's the word for this? There, uh, you know, they. Excitement is still still coming from from the new. The new is always exciting, right? And uh, you know, part of the problem, I don't know, part of the problem, the situations. Still, uh, copper as an element is often not added on critical mineral lists like the government's critical. Not mineral on mineral the U.S. list, yeah, is it? it, it yeah. You know, it's, it's mind-boggling, right? Uh, you know, uh, it, it absolutely, it could be. I mean, it is so important. It should be not only the top of the list. You know, overarching is the most important thing. Things like lithium, yeah, you know. It's great right now, but hey, uh, maybe there'll be a substitute for it coming down the road. Um, you know, see that happening uh, you know, for, for any particular element. But copper, really no substitute. Well, why do you think that is? Because anybody that's close to the copper space knows there's a supply deficit coming, knows there's not a supply response because one, there's, there's it's not the projects in the pipeline, and two, mm -hmm. the companies, the big mining houses are not putting money and capital into developing new copper mines. Um, do you think people really fail to understand that? I think so. Uh, you know, and I also you know, people don't realize, you know, but how you know, uh, copper head grade, you know, is declining. Uh, depleting the copper that we've that we've already found, we're not finding more. And you know, the places where we have found copper, uh, in certain uh, jurisdictions, you know, uh, there's a little bit more uncertainty about uh, you know uh, how much you know, how much we can get out. Um, and then of course there's the other problem too is you know a lot of these copper is mined deposits that were found, you know, uh, in previous decades, uh, you know, and have been extracted using legacy methods, uh, you know, in certain jurisdictions. Um, well, it's, it's not up to the standards that we require today. And so, you know, not only is it getting geologically more scarce and harder to find, it's getting harder to find deposits that, you know, we can, uh, you know, 
properly extract, uh, you know, so it's not, uh, uh, it's not looking good on the, on the supply side, uh, and the male side is, is, is Okay, thank you. Now, that's obviously the opportunity for, for Ashton. You, you've, you're a copper explorer, you've got a copper project in, in, in Canada. Um, how, how has that advanced and progressed this year? Well, uh, we had a very successful drill program with our partner, uh, American West uh, Metals. Um, we built some spectacular intercepts, uh, for example, uh, 48 meters of uh, almost uh, 48 meters of 3% and 41 meters of uh, uh, four, over 4% copper in separate drill holes. Uh, we're very excited to be advancing that project uh, you know, uh, towards uh, development. We've, uh, we're able to do some uh, beneficiation tests uh, or sorting tests on, the, uh, uh, on some of the, uh, the mineralized core up there, and we're able to demonstrate that we can take a 4% uh, uh, copper uh, mineralized rock and turned it into an almost 54% uh, direct ship product, 54% uh, copper direct ship product. That's a very high value uh, copper concentrate, and uh, that's the exact sort of thing that the market uh, is looking to have. And you know, with our project uh, up in Nunavut, you know, it is far north, and um, you know, really, to really extract the value uh, out of that, you have to demonstrate that you can get that uh, material. Uh, to market. It doesn't matter how high grade it is. If you can't get it out of the ground and get it to market, it has no value. But we think with the work we've done, we're doing right now, uh, proving up uh, some of these high grade near surface uh, uh, mineralized zones and demonstrating with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the ore sorting, the initial test work that we've done and over the winter now, uh, we're going to be doing uh, some more beneficiation tests, uh, looking towards uh, getting a definitive flow sheet for a uh, operation and also looking towards uh, uh, you know, creating that roadmap for, uh, you know, for the uh, permitting and the, uh, uh, all the required uh, development uh, uh, needs uh, that we have to get done in order to get that uh, operation running. And uh, you know, we're quite uh, you know, enthusiastic about how it's uh, playing out. You know, a ore sorting operation um, has excellent DFG uh, properties. Uh, of course, it's a uh, it uh, has a nice small footprint. Um, uh, it it uh, requires no water, which is no at, at the most very little water. Uh, using no water is great, no matter where you are uh, in the world. But certainly uh, in, in the Canadian Arctic, you know, uh, water does freeze on you. So the less you uh, have to deal with it, the better. Um, and of course, the, the, the real, uh, the significant benefit of the orchardering operation in the Arctic that it, it produces no tailing, right? And so you don't have to um, grind the rock very fine, which is good. So you, you want kind of a, a, a coarse crush on it. Uh, that's excellent because, uh, you know, crushing takes energy, and energy is very expensive to, to, uh, to, to site in the Arctic. So you reduce your uh, energy inputs. You're able to uh, uh, come up with a very uh, high-grade product. Uh, on. We'll see what the final numbers are, but again, the, the initial test work, 54% copper. Um, and on the other side, since you have waste rock, and there's no fine grain tailings and no wet tailings, and that's critical because again, fine grain tailings, dust, uh, you got to do something with them. Um, if they're wet, you know, in the Arctic, uh, with the permafrost, it's, it, that would be a significant problem, but no tailings for, for, you know, for this. Uh, and of course, you have the, the, on the financial side, the uh, 
the capex for a foreshore operation is minuscule <laughs> compared to your uh, typical mine. So um, hopefully, uh, coming up in, in the next few months, we'll put some uh, hard, uh, hard estimates on, on, on what that uh, uh, what the capex for such a, an operation would be. But you know, our uh, our American sorry, our Australian partners, American uh, American West, they uh, they have experience with any of these sort of uh, operations uh, you know, production in Australia, uh, you know, for on the order of ten million dollars. Right? Now, of course, it's going to be more expensive in the Arctic, but certainly we are orders of magnitude less than you know, typical large So all those things together, low capex, uh, you know, small footprint, uh, no tailing. Good ESG qualities, you know, it all leads towards, uh, you know, what we hope to be something that we get production, you know, um, uh, get through the permitting process, you know, in a fairly uh, expedited uh, time frame here, much quicker than you think large mine. It sounds like you're starting to see the finishing line approaching on the horizon or on the horizon somewhere. I would say, you know, it's, 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 Finishing line of the start of what we're doing up there, because uh, the ore sorting operation, uh, planned ore sorting operation, the extraction of these near surface uh, deposits, this is really the start. You know, what we've, what's been previously uh, drilled and sort of uh, indicated is up you know, in terms of high grade ore at the surface. Um, we have uh, four zones uh, that we know about. Uh, three of them are, are significant, uh, and uh, in partnership with American West, we'll be looking to. Uh, Group those up and, and take them to the horse, you know, production stage. But all of this uh, really is just uh, is just a part of the story. That's actually one of the sort of growth uh, or uh, value uh, stories for us here. The other big story for us is that's the original um, discovery story. Uh, that's what uh, brought uh, BHP uh, to our uh, project. You know, we had a, a partnership uh, with BHP in 2016. You know, BHP is only looking for the very biggest uh, kinds of deposits, and what we have uh, up at Storm uh, really, um, really ticks all the boxes for that kind of uh, you know, Central African style of uh, sediment-hosted uh, copper deposits. Uh, anyway, again, that's what brought BHP to us uh, as a partner. Unfortunately, they didn't find uh, you know what they were looking for with the idea they had at the time. We've been lucky enough to do uh, some subsequent work with uh, Gravity Survey, Ground EM. Uh, we think we're, we're seeing um, indications, uh, particularly with the, the uh, ground EM survey we did last year, of uh, you know conductive zones uh, hidden within the subsurface. You know, all flat lying rocks here. So, uh, you know, if one of these, uh, you know, if you had something like Kapushi uh, uh, or uh, you know Kakula, if it's, it's not sticking out of the ground, you're not going to see it. So you have to get to it by other methods, and it's going to your physics. So, um, we have. Uh, just in the area around the, uh, the storm showings, uh, we have uh, significant, untested, uh, large EM conductive anomalies that we got last we discovered last year. Um, we tested one uh, anomaly uh, this year. Drill program. Um, we were lucky enough to actually intersect uh, sulfide mineralization exactly. <laughs> where it was supposed to be. Now the style of mineralization that we intersected was uh, it wasn't high grade, but it, it was the sort of typical marginal style of mineralization that you see uh, at, at Storm. Um, the, the, everything that we see uh, at Storm, deposits are zoned typically with calcite, 
in the main mineral uh, in the core, and the core being you know, significant in size, it's uh, typically uh, 80 to 90 percent of the, uh, the mineralized zone is a, a calcite core, calcite uh, copper bearing mineral, 80 percent copper. So best uh, uh, copper bearing mineral you can have. It's very easy to extract and mine. It doesn't have the problems with native copper. Um, you have a, a, a core of calcite, and then uh, you know as the as the fluids that uh, cause the mineralization, as they evolve, as they, uh, they sort of get more depleted in the copper, uh, they start to precipitate other metals as they become more reduced. And so you end up with a, a core of calcite, and then uh, with margins of a Boronite, cobalite, uh, that style of mineralization, you know, approximately 60% uh, uh, or so of copper uh, in those minerals, a little bit less copper, a little more copper, and then into the calcopyrite zone, which is uh, again copper, uh, sulfur, and some iron associated with it, and that's 34% uh, of copper, something like that. And then uh, outside, outboard, on both uh, you know, on the margins, you get uh, pyrite, sphalerite, and green. This is the natural process. We see it everywhere up there uh, at Storm. Um, now, the, uh, the intercept, intercept that we had on this uh, EM anomaly was about you know, 68 meters of uh, permeable uh, porous rock with uh, sulfide mineralization. But the sulfide we hid was that uh, calcopyrite, pyrite, uh, sphalerite, and galenium. So we hit that kind of marginal style of mineralization there. And as it turns out, we, we intersected, it looks like, the margin of the anomaly. Uh, the reason we, we drilled there is the closest spot to the surface of uh, our last drill hole of the season. Uh, you know, uh, winter was moving in, so we said, well, let's go for the one that we know we can hit. And so we hit it, we hit the, you know, we hit the margin of the anomaly, we hit the marginal style uh, of mineralization. But that's extremely uh, exciting for us because, uh, first off, it proves the predictive model that we've been discussing, uh, promoting all along, ever since BHP. Uh, came on board, and you know, we have uh, uh, Dave Broughton has been with uh, Dave Broughton, who is uh, Ivanhoe's uh, uh, former chief geologist on, to, on the team that just discovered tomorrow Kagula. You know, he, he's been a, a consultant. <laughs> uh, he's been a consultant for us and um, uh, has, uh, uh, you know, certainly uh, helped promote this model of potential for this uh, sediment hosted style of mineralization. And, you know, it worked. The predictive model actually worked. It predicted it should be there. We hit what we should have hit. Um, and now it's really uh, a matter of this anomaly uh, vectoring towards the higher grade, uh, you know, potential higher grade copper mineralization. And of course, this is just one of the uh, six more anomalies that have uh, not been tested at all. Actually, most of them are, are, are larger uh, and very, you know, all within the top 500 meters, so all within reach of the drill. And, uh, Potentially uh, significant uh, discoveries uh, you know, found, like Kamalakapula, uh, obviously, that would be a, a game changer here. And all of this is just in a, in a very small footprint area of, uh, uh, you know, of the storm copper showings. It's about uh, you know, four, uh, four kilometers by about five kilometers. You know, it, quite a small area considering the, uh, you know, the entire uh, our, our, our entire uh, Claims package, uh, you know, is uh, the size of Prince Edward Island. Uh, you know, it's a, we have a much larger claim package with um, the, uh, indications of copper, calcite mineralization at the surface, all up and down a mineralized trend, uh, almost about uh, 70 kilometers of uh, mineralized trend. A lot more potential upside here.
So a lot of success this year. So how's that feeding into the, the plan, the work plan for next year? What, what are the key aims and targets for next year? Yeah, Phil, uh, next year uh, we want to uh, prove up some more of these uh, high-grade surface showings uh, and again uh, get get moving on the uh, permitting baseline studies uh, and everything that's required uh, to, to take the, uh, that first value story or story uh, forward um, to take it towards getting uh, towards development um, and at the same time we're up there doing that that allows us to uh, get out there and continue uh, having a shot at that discovery story so uh, perhaps uh, get up there do some more uh, high-powered more detailed uh, ground EM that allows us to better target uh, our drill programs so we can uh, go to the areas that essentially would expect to have a, a higher conductance from the uh, uh, the calcite uh, Mineralization um, allows to vector where within these anomalies or we can vector uh, our, our drill holes and, and poke some of those drill holes. So, uh, next year, uh, first form, uh, the plan would be uh, more surface geophysics uh, surface um, and, and uh, a drill program as well, uh, both for the high grade surface mineralization. We can improve that up so we can get that, get that uh, development story advancing along. and. Uh, Excellent. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. Ashton Bay Holdings trades on the TSXB under BAY and on the OTCQB under ATBHF. Thomas Ulrich, CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon.